Oh, thank God. I thought I was losing my eyesight, too. <laughs> I legitimately oh. did. I was like, oh, my gosh. Now I'm going what blind. Else? What else can happen? Man, this <laughs> microphone is just not staying. Can you, like, you can hear the arm moving. Can you mm-hmm. hear all that noise? Sorry. Yeah. I'm just trying to get this mic fixed. I need a wrench or, or massive pliers. So, okay, so earlier we were talking about, like, I just want to know what to do. Like, what's the next step or whatever. Right. Okay. So I was just talking to my friend Abby this morning on the drive into the studio. And she was talking about how it's important to just not ask anybody for advice. Right. Yeah, you know, I just kind of wanted to prick yeah, This is brain. literally what Sean and I were spending our morning talking about. And then I listened to Optimal Daily Living. Have you ever heard of that podcast? No, I'm going to write down. Oh my gosh, it's one of my favorite podcasts. And they have one on Optimal Daily Living, Optimal Daily Finance. It's just a really, really good podcast. And um, and they've got multiple different ones. And I highly, highly recommend it. Optimus um, Prime. <laughs> so anyway, I just listened to, it's a two-part series and it's, talking about um well let me pull it up real quick because it was i was actually like i wonder if i should talk about this on our podcast how to call how to make quantum leaps personally and professionally and they're how to what make quantum leaps quantum leaps quantum leaps that was a really crazy show in the 80s um yeah it was um so anyway, what he does is this guy just goes and his podcast is he goes and finds really interesting articles and he just reads other people's stuff. <laughs> so that and he does it 365 days a year, but it's wow. always really good material and it's only a few minutes. So it's a nice like listen oh, okay, when you're okay. driving somewhere where we're doing like an hour long podcast conversation. Right. This is just kind of a quick, just a quick, cool. but it's always like really good stuff. Like I'm going to listen to it on the way home again, the mm-hmm. first part, but it was talking about how. Basically, William Shakespeare talks about your, you know, the world is a stage and we're just players in it and we all have our entrances and our exits. And you're talking about instead of becoming content with where you're at, it's in and kind of like, um, gosh, it's hard for me to even put it into words. I need to listen to it again. But instead of like taking your identity and saying this is who I am and accepting it. It's who do you want to be? And that's what you're moving towards. And basically all the world's a stage. So what role are you playing? What are you doing? What are you aspiring? It's always ever changing, ever growing. And I don't know, listen to it. I'll be curious to your thoughts. It was really, and I had just said to Sean, because this morning he's like, well, you got to figure out your why. Uh, okay, that's exactly like, and then also surround yourself with the people that you want to be like. Correct, because that, you that become, give you good advice. Correct, because you become like the people <laughs> that you surround yourself around, which is why Abby is absolutely correct. You can't just ask anybody for advice. No, you can. You can, it's but just not smart. Here's the thing: is if it's a person that can't handle where you're going, they can actually throw a monkey wrench. By I mean, we really do. There are power in our words, and. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean this is yeah. all, this is literally what I've been thinking about and what Sean and I were talking about this let morning. Me, let me just welcome you guys before we get too much more into our conversation to the Picture Imperfect podcast. I'm Shannon. I'm Danae, and uh, we just want to welcome you to the show, episode number two. We always like to start off right in the middle of conversation. So yeah, this is what we do when we come into the studio. Uh, she comes in, Shannon sits down, and then I just hit record, and then we just start. We just start. <laughs> and going. so you guys are literally <laughs> getting a window into just us sitting here talking to each other. If we weren't in front of the microphone and we didn't have these headsets on right now, this is 
is the conversation we yep. would be having. Yep. And it would it would continue all day until we realize that we have other responsibilities. It's true. Like children. Yes. <laughs> so um, we hope that in the conversations we have, you recognize that, you know, we're both trying to become better people, but not perfect people. And that's right. the point of the podcast. Life isn't perfect. And we want to talk about our process through that and really just try to break down the bigger topics of life. So uh, in episode number one, we pick the topic of self-care. And here in the full episode two, we're going to be talking about boundaries. Because if you're going to take care of yourself, you're going to have to learn how to say no. You have to have boundaries. In order to take care of yourself without boundaries, it's really not possible because everything, you know, from the outside world and everything in between is going to get in there and keep us from being able to reach our self-care goals without boundaries. So I um, wrote down a lot of thoughts on boundaries. And I know, Shannon, you've had this conversation with many people, too. So we could literally talk about boundaries for days and days and days. Right. But we're going to just try to condense it all down into one one little episode for us to enjoy today. <laughs> um, but before we get started, I thought we would do another filter in five because we did have somebody write in. Oh. from last episode and give us a challenge. Oh boy, I don't know about five. this. You're <laughs> <laughs> so, in the hot seat. In the hot seat. So I'm going to set a timer for five minutes and we have to answer one question. We have to filter all of our thoughts down into one cohesive answer. Are you ready to play? Danae, you, I know. this makes me uncomfortable because you already know. I'm like literally in the hot seat right now. I have no idea what I you're know. getting ready to say. I know. It's very exciting. But it's okay. <sighs> you're going to do fine. <laughs> we might be able to answer this in two minutes. We don't know. Okay. Okay. Ready? Let's see. Okay. Here's our filter in five question. This is, how do you let go when someone hurts you? And what are your tips and tricks? Oh, my gosh. This is something that I am actively literally this morning was thinking about. I'm okay, not I went ahead and started you. the timer. Oh, my gosh. So, yes. So you cannot walk through this life without being hurt and offended. It, hurt people hurt people. That's just you've heard that. And by term. the way, we are all hurting people. We are. We are all hurting people and we all out of our own insecurities or hurt or whatever is going on with us tend to hurt people. And what it really comes down to is I think managing our inner world and having to choose not to hold on to the offense. And it is so uh -huh. stinking hard. But this morning, I'm literally I was literally have been praying about this because there is a specific situation in my life where the hurt is so deep. I'm dreaming about it at night like it is a Whoa. it is intense That's in your psyche. It's totally in my psyche. I've totally completely and 100 percent just internalized on this really deep level and keep going, God, what do I do with this? What do I? And he literally this morning answered me and he's like, you know, we're going to the next level up. We're leveling up in what does that managing mean? inner world. And you have to just make a conscious choice when that feeling comes on you not to accept it. And oh, say, okay, not to live in it, not, not to let not it like to, wash don't over Don't even you. entertain it. Don't even like let it go. So yeah. So literally this morning I was reminded of that hurt and I literally had to say to myself, yeah, that sucked and it really hurts, but I choose not to hold on to this thought. And it's a brain training, I think. Mm -hmm. I don't know. That's just where I'm at right now. It's something that I'm actually living through. No, I think you're absolutely right. You have to create that connection between I'm hurting and then also letting go. It's like a conscious decision you make. And for me, one of the tips and tricks I've learned is to remember that that's just a person and they have a whole 
list. There's a there's an entire reason that they are the way that they are. They could have been taught to be that way. Let's say that they're rude to you or they did something to you and they may not have actually meant it at all. And you may never understand why they hurt you and you may never have closure. And I think that's what you're talking about, Shannon, mm-hmm. is you can live inside of that for a long, long time and want closure because as humans, we do want closure, but you kind of just have to go, you know what? They're a person. They obviously junked all over me. I don't like that. It hurt. It doesn't feel good, um, but it's time for me to move on. And so I like to see them as a human being, no matter yeah. how much they've hurt me. And I've been hurt physically mentally, emotionally, spiritually, like all those things I have, right. someone has violated me, yeah, yeah. my person in some way. And so I have had to go through all kinds of levels of forgiveness. Um, Shannon and I can talk from a personal perspective as a friendship. We have hurt each other. Yeah, we have. And we have made a decision to move on beyond it. But there are right. some relationships where there is no continued friendship. It is right. an end. And it's interesting. We're going to be talking about boundaries today. And this is kind of one of those things. If you've made a boundary in your life and you've said no or you, uh, someone has hurt you and you, it's time to let go, you just have to think it's there's not that closure that's going to be there. Um, and I think the tip and trick is to remember that they're human, but then also you just have to kind of move to choose to let it go. Right. It's really interesting timing. Today, I am going to be meeting with someone later on this afternoon who hurt me four years ago, still hurts, still have grudging feelings, still have no closure. And I'm curious if I'm going to bring it up in that convert. Like, I don't know. We're going to go mm-hmm. to lunch later today. And I'm like, am I going to bring it up? Am I going to go back into that and say, hey, I just want to let you know I'm still hurting and I don't know if I can have closure, if we can open this wound again or right. if that's even smart. You know, so I totally I'm with you. Uh, The question, how do you let go when someone hurts you? You know, sometimes there's part of it that no matter how hard you try, it just lingers. I mean, I have tried so long to let my hurt go in this particular situation and just kind of cycles back through. But I also because I I, um, believe in the power of words, I also say, you know, prayer. Yeah, just that's what to, I was getting ready to, to say love. is, is if you speak love just from a, I guess, more Christian perspective, and it really does work. It's not just when Christian. You, I mean, love is, is, right. is out there in a lot of religion and a lot of culture. Right. And I guess I'm thinking about from me being a Christian and thinking about that Bible verse, which drives me nuts when someone smacks you in the face seven times, turn the oh. other <laughs> cheek and let him hit you 77. And I'm like, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> But that is like, what? That's what I've been wrestling with for uh, most of my Christian walk. But <laughs> but what it, what it means in that sense is what we're talking about right now, which is that turning the other cheek, taking the higher road and saying, you know what? You don't have to. Uh, go ahead and finish. Your OK, you don't have to stay in relationship with someone necessarily, but the forgiving and the blessing is for you, not for them. The, it is the. I choose the the higher road. I'm forgiving them. So, and for me, the active um, forgiveness technique I use is I do have to pray for that person, pray blessings over their life. And it's super, super hard. And sometimes it just starts with a God bless them. God bless them. But as I I do it, Mm -hmm. what I found in every situation is it helps me to forgive in the sense of letting go mm-hmm. doesn't mean that what they did was okay. That's right. It means that I'm okay. I'm letting go. I'm not letting this control my life, control my thought process, control how I interact with other people. Cause that's a big one as well as once you've been hurt, 
you then take that into the next relationship. So it's about, I don't know, managing your inner world, choosing not to pick the offense up. And it's difficult. I also, before we move on, it's going to be hard for us to do this in five minutes. We're going to have to get better. We are going to have to get better. But guys, we're just getting started. Give us a little grace, okay? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, There are certain things that people do that when you say you forgive them and move on, you just, you know, it's so serious. But the forgiveness really is something that is good for your soul. It's for you. And it doesn't, doesn't, I want to really hone in on this before we move on. It doesn't mean that what they've done is okay. Right. So there there was this... um, season growing up where the the i i don't know that it was ever intentional but what was sort of shown to me was that when you forgive you forget about it right and that when you forgive it 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 washes everything away right we're not jesus okay we're not god (laughs) you know the whole like washing away the past and all that stuff like we just it's hard to let stuff go there's there's the fact that somebody physically harmed me and i have forgiven them doesn't mean that that was okay right and it doesn't mean that i ever want to have a relationship with that person right. it just again. means it doesn't hold power over you nope. anymore i hope that's helpful to to you and thank you for sending in your filter and five question yeah that was this, a good one this can be any question at all it doesn't have to be related to a topic it can be fun it can be serious and if you want shannon and i to attempt to do something in five minutes or less uh send us your request you can email us picture imperfect show at gmail.com or you can go to our website picture imperfect dot show not dot com dot show dot show and you could submit um whatever you want there there's a contact page so let's get into the big picture conversation oh the big b the big b so okay <clears throat> we're gonna enter the gallery of our minds all right we're in the museum of we're our mind in the museum of our mind have you ever been to a museum Yes, I've okay. been to many museums. I'm just curious. <laughs> Not everybody has. I don't I don't strike you as the well-cultured type. <laughs> I'm the person that's like, don't touch the paintings. And I'm like, come on and touch the painting. They're so beautiful. I remember the I first time I stepped into, I was at the museum in Kansas City. And I stepped into the, and saw the Monet on the wall. It mm-hmm. blew my mind. Because it was huge. It's massive. I have not been. It's, I have friends in from Kansas City right now. And we were talking about this last night. I have not been to the Kansas City Museum. But oh, it's really beautiful. That's what they were saying. So yeah. we're going to plan a trip. Last I'm, two times I went there, there were under there's sections under construction. So uh, that that always sucks because then, like a huge portion is cut yeah. off. But it's still totally Have you worth been it. to the one? Um, oh, where's it at? The famous one. The bit-da-bop-bop. boop. Yes. The shimmer of up. Yeah, no, no. Next to the water noodle. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember for the life of me. It's the home of Sam Walton. I don't know why. I'm Crystal Bridges. Grab it. <laughs> what? Crystal, Crystal Bridges? Bridges? No. Oh, is it pretty? Danae, it's insane. It's you in St. Have... Louis. No, oh, it's. Wherever Sam Walton lives, I can't remember. It's in Arkansas somewhere. Sam Walton is that Walmart that, guy? Yeah, he's oh. the one. That, and they've got the Sam Walton Museum there. Super cool. Um, you like step back into time. They have a little diner there. Ice cream little shop, Rock, Arkansas. No, okay, it's in Arkansas though. Kingfisher, Oklahoma. No, it, dang it, it's in Arkansas. Know. Oh well, Little Rock is in Arkansas. Crystal Bridges. Oh. Okay, I just looked where Sam Walton's from. <laughs> oh. So anyway, they've got a Sam Walton, like the whole history of how Walmart got started, which is actually really interesting. Um, I enjoyed, that was one of my favorite parts of the trip, actually. And then you can go in and get 
ice cream and sodas and stuff for like that's your favorite part (laughs) crystal bridges was amazing though like the (laughs) amount of painting you'd love it uh it's in bentonville arkansas there you go that's it on 600 museum way yes you and justin need to take the baby and go do a day trip there you'd enjoy it. it I really enjoyed art. The first time I went to an art gallery was in Kansas City, and it was just absolutely mind-blowing because some of the paintings there are so realistic, and you're like, Mm -hmm. somebody used paint to make something clearer than a photograph. Yes. Because I'm a digital girl. Yeah. And I also would just stare at some of the um, landscapes because Mm -hmm. I'm like, someone just, this is their snapshot. This is their picture. This is what this moment looked like back then and they just kind of captured it right that, that just fascinates fascinates me so i think that was the inspiration for this the big picture part of this podcast where we kind of want you to envision yourself walking into a museum whatever that looks like to you and you walk around the corner into an exhibit room and there on the wall is a gigantic painting and the title is boundaries So if you want to pause the podcast and just think about what that painting looks like for you, go ahead and do that. Um, I think we are going to describe what that painting is for us. And then we'll kind of talk big picture about what boundaries means and then zoom in, get a little closer to the painting and talk more details. So, Danae. Yeah. What does the big B look like to you? (laughs) And I don't mean the bad word. I mean a really good word. What does what does boundaries look like to you? I've been thinking about this and every time I close my eyes and try to imagine it, it is an open field, like green grass, and then there's a wooden fence that's kind of like right in the middle of the painting and then it kind of fades off into the distance. And then in the foreground right up front uh, are two people standing and you only see their forearms and they've reached across the fence line and they're gripping each other by like the forearm you know like when you mm. you don't shake someone's hand you shake their mm-hmm. forearm that's the image and it it's not struggling it's not mm-hmm. so i think for me that tells me psychologically i <laughs> i aim for healthy boundaries mm-hmm. i like there to be kind of a mutual respectful understanding mm-hmm. so that's kind of the that's the picture i see in my mind mm-hmm. what does yours look like Mine looks similar in the sense that, and it may be because I read the book Boundaries. I've read I've it actually read multiple book. times. Um, it's a book that I started having to visit years ago, and I have to reread it every couple years. Um, and so I don't know if that put the image in my head. Is that part of it? Well, they talk about that, um, you know, they describe it as, you know, we all live in our house and we have our property line we have what, that's actually someone that somebody brought brought up yeah, in comments yeah what i'm responsible for and what my neighbor's responsible for i'm not responsible to mow their grass i'm responsible to mow my grass so your picture kind of looks like a house and i see safety mm. when i think of boundaries um, what comes to my mind is like a a feeling of safety and security wash over me so mm. i think healthy boundaries as well is because it's it's good it's natural it it feels good to me. I I think that reflects that Shannon and I have been on a journey for quite some time of finding a healthy boundary Mm -hmm. because I haven't always had healthy boundaries with people. So we... We've got many stories we could share about having unhealthy boundaries. Yeah. I just mentioned a few of them earlier. I have been physically abused before. We had very unhealthy boundaries leading up into that moment. So it's just cool to kind of reflect that like now I feel so much more centered about it. Right. Um, The plaque of this beautiful picture says boundary 
And here is the definition. Because, you know, I did my research, my 12 seconds of research. Yes. A line that marks the limits of an area, a dividing line. And then this one was, I like this one, a limit of a subject or sphere of activity. Mm. So that's kind of takes it more into that realm that's unseen because obviously yeah. boundary is seen and unseen. Mm-hmm. So um, look, what are some of the seen boundaries we can think of? Something that you can see with your actual physical eyes. Well, there's stop signs. <laughs> there you go. You don't adhere to that boundary and you could end up dead yeah. running a stop sign. Geographical boundaries, you can see them like from territory. Uh, mm-hmm. Not obviously on the ground. You can't see like the line where the states mm-hmm. cross, but you'll see a sign. That's a boundary. Mm-hmm. Um, our bodies have boundaries, obviously. We can't mm-hmm. turn our heads like owls. So right. we have physical boundaries there. Mm-hmm. Another one I thought about was like the social a social cue, like a, f- a physical social cue, mm-hmm. like when someone glares at you or they cross their arms. Mm-hmm. Those are like visual boundaries that people right. have. Of, yeah, absolutely. I like yours. A stop sign. Because <laughs> that's exactly, I wrote that down. A stop sign. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's what I think of is boundaries is it's it's protection. It's. For me, every time I think of boundaries, literally, I think about safety, security, and protection. That's the first thing that comes into my mind. And maybe it's because I did live without healthy boundaries for a good portion of my life. And I never want to go back to that part of my life again. It it triggers chaos mm-hmm. and fear. And so when I think of boundaries, once I established healthy boundaries in my life, it was safety it was protection it felt good it felt right it it felt like it was supposed to be and it seems like it's easier when the boundaries are in that scene category the unseen boundaries i think is the harder area to kind of dig into absolutely absolutely because they are emotional mm-hmm. they are spiritual mm-hmm. they are social mm-hmm. and we can't see them with their eyes so i think they're today's, moral yeah moral there you go mm-hmm. i didn't write that one down yeah. I think I'm going to add that one to my notes. That's probably a good one. I mean, having morals is kind of a goal, right? <laughs> Absolutely. And the unseen boundaries, I think, are more difficult as well because they're very individual. Yeah. Your moral compass, your moral boundaries, your emotional boundaries, your spiritual boundaries are different than mine. Mm-hmm. We see things very different. And so when you talk about the physical boundaries of social cues, there's certain things in society that we all accept as specific boundaries, but you get into the more internal ones and mm-hmm. it's not the same. It's not so that it's, easy. No, standards are different. We're going to spend the bulk of this episode as we zoom in talking about more of those unseen boundaries, those personal boundaries, because we really want to empower you to kind of go into those areas. And we've kind of cut them up into specific topics. But before we get into that, we want to just take a quick moment to thank Metro Woman Magazine for highlighting Picture and Perfect Show, for putting us into your print and also onto the website. Yes. If you are not familiar with Metro Woman Magazine, if you are local in the Springfield, Nixa, Ozark area, I encourage you to jump on their website and Find where you can pick up one of their print magazines. Tons and tons of resources for women in there. Um, great articles. It's just a great, great little handy magazine to have. It's a handy magazine. It is a handy magazine to have. Check them out. 417metrowoman.com is the website. Metro Woman Magazine. Uh, you can find them all around Southwest Missouri. So thanks for that. 
All right, let's zoom in here. Step closer to the gallery painting, everyone. Move closer. Let's look at the brush strokes. <laughs> <laughs> so we asked uh, you what boundaries meant to you. And so to start off, as we kind of get closer and closer, I thought it'd be kind of fun to read some of the comments yeah, from the community. There were really good comments. So here's what you guys had to say when we asked this question. What does the word boundaries mean to you? Holly said, lines you won't let people cross space you won't let them invade and limits to define what you will and won't allow in your life this one's from sarah boundaries are decisions you make on what you will and will not allow in your life whether people places virtues or vices personally i've recently learned that saying no to one thing means saying yes to something else when i place a boundary in my life i am in effect opening the freedom for something else when i have this perspective Boundaries change from being negative and controlling to liberating. One of the common comments that we received was that um, they had found the freedom in boundaries. They had yes. found the joy in boundaries. So I really, really liked that because as you're thinking about creating personal boundaries and difficulty can arise in that process and it can get uncomfortable on the other side of that discomfort comes the freedom of, you know, what it means to have healthy boundaries. Sure. And I think that when you look at boundaries from a relational perspective rather than a rule perspective, doing something out of relationship versus rule really does change the connotation from negative to positive mm -hmm. because it's it's the motive behind why you're doing what you're doing. Does That's that what, make sense? Yeah, perfectly put. Uh, we have another one that I want to read before we kind of jump into our thoughts. Yeah. This one's from Brenton. It's a little bit long, but I like it a lot. Boundaries are often viewed as limitations and thou shalt nots. And they do provide some structured rules and regulations for life, which inspires an immediate desire to kick against the goats. Kick against the goats. <laughs> <laughs> I cracked up when I read that one. <laughs> However, over time, I've come to recognize the greater benefits and freedoms provided by establishing and leveraging boundaries of all sorts. The most obvious example, probably because I've worked with Dave Ramsey's financial peace stuff so much, is a budget which strikes fear and pain into most of us until we do it and realize how much more control it gives us over our money. Amen. I've had that experience as well. And using a calendar to actually schedule things out and gasp, <gasps> plan, <laughs> seems annoying until you realize how much more free time you have and how much less stress you have when people ask you to do something and how much easier it is to say no if you have or want to. Boundaries always seem bad at first, but usually they end up benefiting us much more than limiting us. Amen. I don't know. These are just a few raw thoughts in the early morning from a guy who rambles anyway. Hey, I like that ramble. That was good and so true. It It is. It's. It's. I am the queen of, ask my husband, we've been together 24 years and I f would fight, fight, fight the budget, I would fight the calendar, I would fight the to-do list, and mm -hmm. then I would circle around in chaos. I use the calendar, I use the to-do list, I use the budget, and the amount of freedom it creates and joy and happiness within me from having those boundaries set in place in my life. I think I want to say, and you would agree, that boundaries seems to be an ever-evolving thing. Like you said, for you in your marriage, it's something you kind of like circle back to. And you can think about uh, boundaries on so many different levels, but it's something that doesn't just happen once and is forever. I mean, I guess unless we're talking about like the Great Wall of China or something. <laughs> 
But again, we're talking about personal boundaries. <laughs> talking right. about the unseen boundaries. We're, yes, we're talking about the practical everyday life getting and just not getting through, but just being able to maneuver through life in a healthy, positive, productive way. Because I have boundaries now that I didn't have before. And yeah. These are just things that change over time. And you have permission, not that you need it from us, to change your boundaries. So, um, well, you should if you're growing as a person and evolving as we all should be doing, we should be constantly in a pursuit of forward motion and growth with that in each season our boundaries will change and hopefully you see that we're adding more Mm -hmm. um and not for the sake of rules like we talked about before but yeah you should be seeing them change yeah do you think that personal boundaries lead to out loud conversations i think they can I feel like I'm at this place in my life where I'm realizing I have personal preferences that I do need to speak out loud to somebody. Absolutely. And I think that's, you know, usually with a husband or my friend or my family. Well, but I think that as you, it's a perfect example of what we were just talking about is as our boundaries grow and change, I think that as you begin to, when you began to establish, this is my hunch and, and from my own personal experience, when I began to establish healthy boundaries in my life, Talking about them wasn't um, to openly an out loud conversation to someone did not feel comfortable to yes. me because I was trying to get comfortable with just establishing yes. boundaries. That's but I noticed to. that mm-hmm. as I have grown in my journey with boundaries, my out loud conversations are more and more frequent because I'm helping to explain to people why I have this boundary exactly. in place, helping them to understand. That way people aren't taking things personally. They're understanding that I do these things and have specific expectations or limitations because I want to be the best me that I can be and make the biggest impact I can in this world. And in order to do that, I have to have boundaries. And so there's not, reasons yeah. I do what I do. There's reason behind it. So that does cause me to have more out loud conversations. And I think I'm talking about when you get to that level of like a healthy boundary, you are verbalizing more. And I think I want to say that because for me, there was such a long period of my time where I would not speak what was really happening inside my mind. And so I was creating distance between people and walls that would come up um, to protect myself. And then I found that my relationships weren't very deep. Like I thought that they were because I wasn't comfortable speaking because it it can be very uncomfortable to tell someone no and hear their thoughts or, you know, um, deal with or move through the conversation of what your no means to someone else. Like you're talking about, Shannon, you have to kind of sometimes explain yourself in a work environment specifically why you're making a limitation here. And that it's for not only your health, but for their health. Because if you're saying yes to something you actually don't have time to do, it negatively affects other people too. So I I kind of thought as I was thinking about boundaries, like it does kind of lead to verbal communication, which can be very emotional uh, because making your truth something that someone else has to interact with, you're asking them to honor a very vulnerable thing sometimes um, it doesn't mean you have to explain yourself, right? You're not obligated to explain anything. My husband recently wanted to say no to something at work. And he's like, well, I, I could tell him, you know, that this is the reason why and this is what I would be doing at the time. And I was like, no, you don't have to explain. Just take the day off. But well, you're not ready. I think that for me in that perspective, 
Because coming from someone that I manage, like a staff of 30 people, for me, if a teacher comes and says, hey, I need to take off Wednesday, I need to know why that is. Um, Because you've made a commitment, you're under contractual obligation for me. So you're compromising. Let's talk about that. What and, and if they say it's a personal day. Right. That might be all the explanation you need. Absolutely. And so that's, I think, where as you're establishing boundaries, you're also learning when and what to say, mm-hmm. how to say it, how much to explain. But here's what I feel like I'm hearing you say is you don't have to put an expectation on yourself that it's your job to make the other person understand yes. why you're doing what you're doing. Exactly. It's not your responsibility to get someone to agree with you. You no. have made a, you've drawn a line in the sand. You've Whatever got your property like. line. Right. And so it may be a situation where you do have something personal going on in your life and you go to your boss and say, hey, I can't really get into the specifics right now. I just need to take Saturday off. I need to take some personal time. And that's explanation enough. Um, you maybe have a toxic friendship that you see every single time you spend time with this person. It's not healthy. It's not your job to help that person see why the relationship is toxic. It's your job to say, hey, I need some space or, hey, I'm not free this weekend. And maybe you're just not free. But And that's where I think in your journey of boundaries, there was a time when maybe I just wasn't, and I'm but air, air quoting, quoting right now, free that now I may have a conversation with someone and say, hey, you know what? I love you, but I don't think that when we spend time together, it's productive. That's not a conversation I would have had six years ago. Exactly. Yeah, you would have been but like, now oh, I, I have the confidence in right. my boundaries to, to explain to someone, hey, I love you, but I got to love you at a distance. I think what you're talking about is uh, something that I kind of had thought through, too, is that there's a difference between boundaries with people who kind of have, quote unquote, rights to your time. Like a boss. Right. And people that are just in a relationship. Yes. And you need to know kind of when you're going in to speak your boundary, what that's going to look like. Because your boss does possibly have a right to ask you what you're doing with your time and maybe even say no. Right. And then you have the right to quit if you need to. You know? Exactly. So, so, you know, there's these. Yeah. So lines. there's professional mm-hmm. boundaries. There's personal boundaries. Mm-hmm. There's family boundaries. They And that's where as you begin to compartmentalize them, they are going to look a little different and be unique to your situation. My personal boundary or work boundary is not going to be the same as yours because you're self-employed. I work for somebody. So mine Mm -hmm. looks different than yours. I do work for myself. um, And there are, it's very weird to have boundaries with myself, (laughs) but they're there. I can't even imagine what that's like. I thought that what Sam said, um, and thank you, Shannon, for telling me Sam is a girl. I appreciate that. <laughs> I thought what Sam said. It was I'm good. not looking at your screen, so I'm like, is that my friend Sam? Yeah, it's your friend Sam. <laughs> okay. Uh, she had a really great perspective on it. It's kind of what we're talking about. Um, she says she sees boundaries as a positive way of taking care of ourselves. Um, it enables us and others to set limits of what feels safe and nurturing. When we decide and set a boundary, we're telling others that we have limits in what we will accept and allow in our lives. And when we're using boundaries in a loving way, it can also help others by restricting their ability to unknowingly drain other people. And I think this is kind of a nice transition from us talking about speaking out loud to going into this next kind of depth of the emotional part, which you've already been talking about a little bit, Shannon. She said that there's an example in her life of um, a friend who had someone that they cared about calling and texting constantly about this issue that was going on. And they were feeling drained. They were feeling confused and constantly being asked for advice. 
and she felt like she was being used as a dumping ground and began to become resentful because it was taking so much of her time. So Sam suggested that she set a new boundary, that she state the limits of her communication so it wouldn't affect her energy so much. And then this word boundary helped her to realize that she should lovingly set a limitation. Right. And in turn, that taught the other person that she was leaning too heavily in on her for that space. So boundaries can always be healthy as long as they're not used to control or manipulate someone else. I like that so much. It's so it is so true. And it comes back to as we talk about having that out loud conversation, vocalize it's, it. it's the motive of our heart. Mm-hmm. Why are you doing what you're doing when you lovingly explain to someone, hey, I love you. I walk students through this every day. I literally had a student last week that I found that is a, normally a really upbeat kid, um, super positive, just almost walks with like a, a glowing light that just comes off of his person. And I noticed a real dark, oppressive. And so I pulled him aside. Hey, so-and-so, what's going on? And he said, you know, I, I want to be a good friend to people. And I know I'm someone that's easy to talk to, but, you know, there's a specific person that keeps, you know, sharing these things. And I looked at him and I said, you're not the city dump and they can't come dump their trash on you. That's essentially what is happening when you feel that way and it is affecting your person. You need to go back to this person and say, I love you and I love our friendship and I'm sorry you're going through this, but I am not equipped to help you in this area. And so he and I talked about a few people in this person's life that would be better equipped to mentor them through the issue they were going through. So it's the motive of your heart. Mm -hmm. I I love you, but you're also saying, hey, I value me and what you're doing to me is not okay. So it's a boundary isn't always just cutting something off and you're dead to me. It's, hey, I can't allow this to happen anymore. And so he's not only taking care of himself, but it's like Sam's talking about. He was also helping to grow and mentor the person in front of him. It's it's hard because when you choose to vocalize, it brings to light and it brings to life Um, a very difficult reality because you may be seeing the end of a friendship. You may be seeing the end of someone. And, and sometimes you realize that you're kind of addicted to that feed, that feed of having um, someone come and talk to you. Absolutely. So if you haven't vocalized that boundary with someone, um, even though it's uncomfortable, you need to practice the fine art of speaking your truth. It is not easy to do, but just once it kind of comes out, it it's begins to almost create a boundary for you in a way, just in you starting to talk for yourself. Sometimes you might have to get very specific. You should not have to be angrily saying, saying your boundary. Right. Um, so as you're figuring out how it comes out of you, if it's coming out very angry, maybe you've been holding it in very long and you might have to have more patience for that person that you're creating a new boundary with. Right. Because it's new to them, too. Right. So you might have to have a little bit of patience for that boundary to kind of get established. But if that boundary is coming out and you're just peacefully speaking it and then it's not received very well, let's say that you say no and then you have to keep saying no over and over and over again. That's the that is why you speak out loud so that you can realize that you have discovered a type of relationship that is very unhealthy and it could be with your job and it could be with a person. Um, but you might have to disconnect. Is that, do you agree with that Shannon? Do you think yeah. like if you have to say no a whole lot that it's time yeah. to kind of reevaluate? Absolutely. If you're constantly having to go back and remind that person, there is that grace period 
when you're establishing a new boundary and it takes you and the person that, you know, you're establishing this boundary with time to find a new rhythm. Mm -hmm. And there is and to practice it because you're used to interacting a specific way. They're used to interacting a specific way. So you're now developing a new behavior and a new habit. They say it takes 21 days to build a new habit. And the most people will actually revert or give up by the 12th day. And I've actually practiced that. And it's true. I had that. It was, um, 13th day is when I was like, ah, I got this. So, <laughs> and you revert back to when I talked about it a few minutes ago that I revisit the book Boundaries every couple of years. Yeah. I reread it because it's easy to fall back into specific behaviors. Yeah. So, that piece of things is normal. If you find that there's a person or relationship in your life where you have to keep revisiting, 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 mm-hmm. it's probably time to reevaluate if that's something that should be in your life because you yep. should be surrounded by people who are lifting you up, who are respecting yes. those boundaries, who are helping you to learn the new boundaries and encourage you in that because If you're surrounding yourself around people who are pushing you forward and helping you to be the best you, you're not going to have to continuously be establishing that. Does that make sense? Yep, they're going to respect what you've said. Right. Uh, Karen wrote in, she said, boundaries mean to me remembering that taking care of others does not need to come at the expense of taking care of yourself, which is exactly what we're talking about. Right. In her experience, uh, she works with clients on this. When you set a new boundary with someone you haven't previously had boundaries with, they can seem to, it, it can seem to feel as if the, it's a personal attack and that you're not giving what you used to give to them anymore. So with a change in relationship dynamics like that, there is an adjustment period for the other party to adapt. And it isn't always pleasant, but it is usually worth it. So perfectly said on that. I mean, Shannon, have you ever had that experience where you've set a boundary and then someone has kind of like not known how to interact with it or they've overstepped it? Absolutely. Yeah. How did how did you kind of handle that? Because for me, it's really hard. Um, I when I'm ready to like evolve and move on and, and mature, it's like, why haven't you come up to my level? But I have to remember that they're not they're not there yet and not take it super personal and realize that they can't take it personal. Like they're they have a right to take it personal, too, in a way. So um, I don't know. Is this just, is an example in your life where you set a boundary and then it just kind of got mowed over? Yeah. So for me, um, I'm different from you in the respect that I'm probably verbalize. I'm just mouthy. (laughs) Mouthy is probably not the right word, but I don't, I definitely don't like confrontation, but I don't shy away from it. It came out of the womb this way. I don't know. I can't. Refer to episode one. Yeah. It just is what it is. (laughs) And so I'm um, a, a verbal processor. So I'm one to just, I like to hit things head on and not internalizing for me is not healthy. So I will generally pretty quickly say something. Um, I have had to work through the years on how to verbalize it in a loving, relational way. And with saying, hey, you know, I love you and I wish that I could help you in this area. But man, I just I've got too much on my plate right now. I've got too many things I'm responsible for and I can't add one more thing. And that's just, you know, me not spending a lot of time right now thinking about it just off the top of my head, those are conversations I will have. Mm -hmm. And if that person cannot respect the boundary that I'm putting in place, I have just cut people off. I've just stopped responding. I think you have to at some point. Yeah, I've had to do it with family. Mm -hmm. I've had that hard. It's that's probably the hardest one for me because family is family and you love them. And there have been times where 
I have through the years had to establish a boundary for myself. People do cross boundaries. Absolutely. We do. Whether, I do. You do. We, we all, all do. do. And and so you need to be able to, yeah, they're humans. They're going to push against. But how, you know, at some point you have to kind of know that this person's a prowler. They're not respecting you. They're not interested in you as a person. They don't really even care about you. They just want someone to make them feel good. And that is true. There are people out there like that, whether they mean to do it or they don't mean to do it. The scary ones are the ones who do it on purpose. If you find somebody in your life as you're thinking about boundaries who constantly pushes on something and you kind of know they like it and they're doing it on purpose, they're trying to hurt you. They're trying to, you know, and it's not for your good. They're not coming up being like, hey, you haven't left the house in two weeks, you know, hermit friend. I think it's time for you to get out of your boundary and try something new. That's maybe a healthy friendship. I'm talking about somebody who, and I can think of personal ones who they just, they don't care about you. Truly and genuinely don't care about you. Those are things that you might come across in your life and- as hard as it is to just drop it and move on, because it might mean you have to move out. It might mean you have to do very uncomfortable life changes. Find a group and a community of people to help you with those new established boundaries, because you've just you've identified somebody who isn't for your good. They're not for your safety. They're not for you becoming a better person. They're trying to be the person that kind of holds you back and holds you down. And you're not meant for that. You're meant for more than that. So um, boundaries, when you start thinking about them for yourself, can really dredge up so much. And so I just don't want to take this conversation lightly. Right. We're talking about a lot today and it can probably bring up a lot. We could talk for, you know, probably. Oh my gosh. As you're sitting here talking, I'm sitting here thinking about so much we could go into people that have been raised with specific boundaries that then Mm -hmm. they become adults and say, wait, that wasn't the right boundary. So now I have to change my boundaries and behavior. I, you start Mm -hmm. to recognize healthy boundary versus unhealthy boundary. There is, I mean, this is more than one. I just kicked Shannon under the table. I'm sorry, Shannon. (laughs) My hurt leg, by the way. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, it's okay. I'm mauled by my my son and my dog on this leg all the time. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I, yeah, there's this is definitely more than one episode and one conversation. I think, though, just starting the conversation and thinking about the word boundaries and what does that mean to you? Like yep. going into the museum of your mind. Yep, and we're going to we're going to go it? right into that um, before we go into the challenge, which you're, you're hitting on it exactly is I think that there's one other area, and this is a very, very brief comment, but I think another area of boundaries is mental boundaries. That's a mental boundary that only you have in your head. It's just between you and if you are somebody who believes in the divine and you believe that God can read your mind, then it's you and God you know, in that space. And I think that there's a healthy boundary to reach in that area too. Um, Shin, for you, I, I'll think about what a mental boundary is for you. Because I, th- I know you have dealt with anxiety, so you have a lot of mental boundaries where you're like, nope, not going there. And you even talked about that earlier, just like, nope, can't go there. I'm not going to not gonna allow myself to think this way. Um, so if you can think of an example that you want to share, you know, to go for it. For, for me, one is one of my mental boundaries is not my personal talk to myself, um, not talking down to myself about my appearance specifically. It's a very, very important thing. So that's a boundary nobody gets to see but me. But I'm gonna I'm gonna let you peek into my mind and know that you cycle through thoughts and you have to kind of interrupt that thought pattern when you realize that there's one that doesn't need to be there and create a new boundary for yourself. And healthy self-talk is a huge one for me 
Did you have one specifically or something that you can? Something that I have to create a boundary is for myself is judging the motives of people. Oh, that's one that I have to stop myself. Ooh, and, that's a big one. Yeah. Oh my and gosh. I mean, constantly, I am a strong personality. I am a leader. I am an activator. There's certain key components of my personality that really lend itself to to being bent that way. So I have to set a personal boundary of I am not going to judge the motive of that person. That's not my job. Yeah. I don't know it. Mm-hmm. That is between them and God. And so I set that boundary Ooh, all the time. That leads to assumption. Ooh. Yes, it does. That's dangerous. It, it, assumption wow. is very dangerous. That's what a where good one. you get into the mental picture in your mind. And all of a sudden, and that's where fact and feeling get all blurred. And boy, you can go down a rabbit trail of. So, yeah. So not that's not a judging one. motive. So there's several areas we've kind of talked about in personal um, I hope this has been helpful for you as you think about boundaries with yourself, boundaries with other people. Um, if you have thoughts, experiences, or anything that you want to share with us, you are more than welcome to reach out and contact us. Uh, we'll give you all of our contact information about our show here in just a moment. Sounds so good. right before we wrap up the show today, let's just do a community wide challenge. This is something that we're all going to be working on together. It's not going to be a you know, individual for Shannon, the individual for myself. We're just going to do one challenge for everyone. So write down the boundary that you know needs to be built or if you have a boundary that needs to be fortified. Yeah, maybe it needs to just be improved on. Yeah. Yep. And then you're going to write out what you would say out loud to yourself, to your boss, to your friend, whatever that looks like to a, um, somebody that a boyfriend, a girlfriend, because something's not sitting right with you and you've maybe not vocalized it, but at least Write it out on paper and in your quiet time, say it out loud when there's no one else around. Hear yourself speak that boundary. And then if you're the kind of person who uh, believes in the divine, believes in God, I would encourage you to pray for an opportunity for you to speak that boundary in a very safe moment because building boundaries or fortifying a boundary is something that can have a really great, beautiful moment. It's not something you have to force necessarily right so that's the challenge is to identify what you want to do with the boundary write it out speak it out loud and um build that repetition in your in your mind bring it to the forefront of your mind begin to build that repetition and also to remember that you have a community supporting you absolutely if you're someone that um has never lived with boundaries, you don't have established boundaries and you've listened to this episode and you are having the revelation or realization of, wow, I need to establish boundaries in my life and you're not sure how to do that, reach out to us. Um, We would love to talk to you about that. We are not claiming that we have all the answers, but we are (laughs) relational beings and we are meant to live in relationship together. And I just want you to know that you're not alone out there. And there was a time when I didn't live with boundaries. There was a time when Danae didn't live with boundaries. This has been a journey over years. And that's what I mean when I say, like, think about how a boundary is built. If you're going to even a physical boundary, it is a repetition thing. It's um, a road, you know, there's so many different ways to build a road, but you have to start by clearing the road and then you have to flatten the road and then you bring in the gravel and then you bring in the asphalt and then you flatten that and then you add on symbols to make sure you know how to interact with the road and then you add signs. That is a lot of a process. It's yes. not something that you can just do overnight. It's a repetition thing. 
And it also requires community. Boundaries, if you think about physical boundaries, they're not built by one person. Well, there's some really incredible stories out there about one person you know, making a road through a mountain, but that's a, you know, not the norm. For the most part, you have a community of people that are going to be interacting and that community is you and one other person, but you also have to have, like Shannon was saying, that support of knowing that you have people that are kind of cheering you on. Absolutely. And just start somewhere. Just identify if you're feeling overwhelmed, just pick one thing. And if you need to pick the one that feels the easiest, Pick the one that feels the easiest, have that win, and that win will encourage you to keep moving forward in this. Um, I encourage you, if you read um, Boundaries, is a great book. They've got boundaries for teenagers, boundaries for this, boundaries for that, but just the the good old-fashioned Boundaries book, um, you can pick it up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, you, use bookstores, library. Yeah, absolutely. They have tons of copies of it. I know here in our local library, it is a great book, especially for someone that has never really had boundaries. It's a great introduction or for the person that needs to revisit why they're important and how to begin to establish them. Well, we want to thank you for joining us for episode two of Picture Imperfect. Uh, you're welcome to go to our website anytime and read about the show notes. The show notes are going to be pictureimperfect.show slash episode two if you want to find things there. And while you're at the website, you can kind of look around and learn more about Shannon and I. Uh, that has our phone number. It has our email. And you can comment uh, right there on the episode notes if you'd like to. There's lots of ways to connect with us by going to Picture Imperfect. This show would not be possible without Studio DNA Network. This podcast is part of that network and you can find other swear-free shows, (laughs) awesome shows by going to studiodna.media. Another huge thanks to Metro Woman Magazine for featuring this podcast. You can find out more about Metro Woman at 417metrowoman.com. And again, a big shout out to my husband, Sean Yarnell. Thank you for creating our amazing logo. You did a great job. You did. You even matched our glasses. Yeah, you did. Dud. And last but not least, a huge thanks to our fans. We really appreciate your feedback, especially on iTunes. If you wouldn't mind taking a moment to rate and subscribe this podcast on iTunes. And of course, share with your friends. We're building a really great community together and we really appreciate your support. All right, friends, we'll catch you next episode where we will be digging into... Now, you're picking the topic this time. Mm-hmm. Ba-ba-ba-ba! Oh, no. I'm very excited. This is something that I I'm... love to talk about and okay. feel very passionate. Food! Food. Well, uh, no, <laughs> but that would be so fun. We need to do that at some point. No, so you were talking about struggling with routine. Mm-hmm. And as we've been talking about self-care and boundaries, the natural progression, I feel like, would be to talk about our time management and our routines. We can't have proper self-care and boundaries without making time to do those things. And the best way to make time to do those things is to establish routine into our life. Yes! Yes! I'm so excited. I'm Uh, nervous. uh, 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 I'm terrible uh, 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 at routines. All right. Well, then here's the thing. You and I, as we decide the outline for the show, you may have to carry the weight on this one because if it's me talking about routines, it's going to be a short show. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'll be like, hey, let's play filter in five. Okay, bye. Right. <laughs> All right. No, I'll go along with you. I think that's totally smart. So yeah. next episode, we'll be talking about routines. Thank you, Shannon, for, for doing that. But for right now, thank you for listening. I'm Danae. I'm Shannon. Have a beautifully imperfect day. Yes. Goodbye, friends. We'll see you next time. Hmm. Keep me posted. I will. To be continued. (laughs) (laughs) I can't help it whenever. (laughs) It's fun. I know. (laughs) Okay. So do you realize how often we talk in noises to each other? I love it. I do too. (laughs) (laughs) Like even on the phone, I noticed the other day when we were talking, you did it and I just responded. It was when I was like, or did I do the bob bob did it? And you were like, um, it was a good good good. <laughs> and then we just like move, move back on. in yeah. to normal conversation as if that never happened. Get yourself a friend like we have. <laughs> That's right.